I'm here today to talk to you about the role and influence of images and videos in young people's digital lives. Um, it's fair to say in 2017 that the internet is powered by images and videos. From the ever-rising popularity of services like Snapchat, YouTube and Instagram, to the pervasiveness of selfies, memes and emojis, while emerging trends like virtual reality and live streaming look set to extend this trend even further. Um, I'm Hannah Broadbent, I'm the Deputy CEO at Childnet and the Deputy Director at the UK Safer Internet Centre. Our mission is to help make the internet a great and safe place for young people. So helping them to harness the positive opportunities offered by technology, but also helping them to navigate the risks and pressures they can sometimes face. Um, just to give a, you a bit of background, uh, the UK Safer Internet Centre is a partnership of three leading charities. Um, we were appointed by the European Commission and there are safer internet centres in every European country. Our partners, the Internet Watch Foundation, eliminate child sexual abuse images from the internet, while the South Coast Grid for Learning deliver, deliver work for the children's workforce. So they run a helpline and they also offer tree, free training events right across the UK for teachers, police, social workers, etc. Um, at Childnet, our main focus is around education and awareness and ensuring that young people have a voice in these issues. Um, we were established in 1995, so pretty early on in the day, early days of the internet, and our visionary founder knew that the internet was going to have huge implications for children's lives, so he set out to ensure that their rights were promoted and protected. Um, so over 20 years later, we still are kind of following his ambition, and we uh, run education sessions for over 30,000 children across the UK every year. We create educational resources for teachers and others to use. Um, and we also, the most important part of our work is our youth participation work. So we consult young people and everything we do, we co-produce resources and we also train them to be peer educators. So our Digital Leaders programme uses a gamified online platform where we train young people right from the age of four up to 18 so they have the skills to go out into their school communities and educate their peers about these issues. Um, and I think harnessing that kind of youth leadership is, is so essential in, in this area. A key aspect of our work is coordinating Safer Internet Day in the UK, which is celebrated globally in February every year. And um, in the UK, we see a huge national collaboration of huge amount of organisations, schools, police, Organisations like the BBC, Nickelodeon, Snapchat, Facebook, Google, Premier League football clubs. And collectively, we kind of reach out across the UK and try to inspire a national conversation about these issues on the day. Um, and it, has, it makes a real difference. So this year we reached around 3 million children and 2 million parents. And it's not just a huge reach that we achieve, it's also a really positive impact. So we... We know that children feel more confident afterwards. Um, we know that we raised awareness about important issues that were affecting them. And most importantly, two thirds of parents said they spoke to their child about staying safe on the internet as a result. And, and crucially, a quarter of the children who heard about the day said they then spoke to someone about something that had been worried, worrying them online. So it's a day when children can speak up about the worries that, that they have and, and get help with that. So each year for Safer Internet Day, we try to take a particular focus and look at a particular issue that we think is particularly important to young people. Um, and this year we looked at the role of images and videos in young people's lives. So obviously we know that young people are using this a lot and we know that there are 
huge positives and there are potential risks and pressures. So we we delivered a range of activities for Safer Internet Day to address this topic from our educational and social media campaign through to youth events and youth participation activities and as well as publishing uh, some research that we did with research bods with uh, one and a half thousand eight to 17 year olds and I'm going to share some of the data that we found in that report and you can see the full report on our saferinternet.org.uk website as well. So we asked young people how often they're sharing photos and selfies online and we found that one in six of the children we asked had shared a photo in the last hour. The majority of young people said they'd shared a photo with around three quarters of eight to 12 year olds saying they'd shared a photo and rising all the way up to 95% of teens. There were some age and gender trends as you might expect. So younger children were less likely to be sharing images. So it was around one in five teens said they'd shared a photo in the last hour. Whereas one in eight, eight to 12 year olds said they'd shared a photo in the last hour. Similarly, girls are more likely to be sharing photos more regularly with one in five girls saying they had shared a photo in the last hour compared to one in seven boys. We asked them what services they were using to share images and videos online. Um, and obviously they're using a huge breadth of, of services and this provides a snapshot of, uh, snapshot of some of the most popular services that they're using. Um, the most popular service overall was YouTube, with 97% of 8 to 17 year olds saying that they use this service, um, one in three using it in the last hour. Among boys, there was a, more likely to, boys were more likely to be using YouTube and Minecraft, whereas girls were slightly more likely to be using Snapchat. And overall, teens were more likely to use all of these services and, and using them on a more regular basis. So two in five teens said they'd use Snapchat in the last hour. Interestingly, the younger children were more likely to use YouTube, Minecraft and WhatsApp than, than other services, but many of them are using the full range of different services, although it's not the majority at this age. One of the emerging trends that we wanted to explore in our research was the issue of live streaming. So 2016 was a really big year for live streaming with the launch of Facebook Live, Instagram Live Stories and YouTube Live with uh, Twitter's Periscope leading the way by, with launching in 2015. So we wanted to see if children had jumped on this new trend and um, of course they have with one in three saying that they had live streamed um, and one in 10 said they'd actually done this in the last day. Um, since we published this research, we've been consulting our digital leaders to find out a bit more about how young people are using this service. And um, we kind of wanted to explore what they're watching when they watch other people live stream and also what they're sharing if they're going live themselves. So our digital leaders told us that when they're watching people live streaming, typically they're watching celebrities or YouTubers that they know often doing Q&As um, and chatting uh, with their fans or potentially promoting products and things that they're launching. So some of them mentioned a Katy Perry promoting a new album, for example. Um, and there's also a lot of young people who are watching people live streaming their gameplay on services like Twitch as well. Uh, but they are also watching their friends live streaming. So we heard from one 11 year old girl who had tuned in to watch her friends live streaming on Musical.ly from a sleepover that they were having. Um, and she'd kind of uh, tuned in to watch what they were up to. 
So it'll be interesting to see as as this becomes more and more popular among young people, how they interact with it and how they kind of share, connect with the brands and celebs that they like, but also how they kind of interact with their friends. Um, when we asked them about going live themselves, it was a smaller group who said they'd done this, but there was a de- and there was a definite trend among boys sh- of sharing their gameplay uh, live on services like Twitch. And also we heard it from one 13-year-old girl who said that she liked to live stream on Instagram while she was doing her homework so that she could chat to her commentators, as she called them, which was just her friends and family who were part of her Instagram uh, community. So we also wanted to understand how young people are using emojis to communicate. And emojis really kind of fill the gap where body language and facial expression and tone of voice can kind of help us be less ambiguous when we're speaking face to face and where sometimes just text-based language can be present some challenges and miscommunication so young emojis are actually really important with this and we we wanted to know what the most popular emojis are among young people the ones they say they use all of the time so crying laughing emoji is definitely um by far the most popular among young people and we we presented with them them with a huge range of emojis um, and these were the top five that came out as as the most popular that they use all the time and it was really encouraging to see that they're actually all really positive emojis they express playfulness and fun and kindness and respect to each other so it's it's quite interesting to see that they're they're the most popular and the this is broadly the same among the younger and the older children as well the, um, it was interesting, the, the girls were definitely more likely to have the heart-based ones, so emoji with the heart eyes was um, quite popular among girls, um, as was the, the heart that we see in this top five as well. Boys were more likely to use thumbs up. <laughs> um, we also wanted to understand how young people are using the power of image to make a positive difference. So I'm sure we've all experienced seeing an image online or in the news that's made us want to, to do something or to change the world. Um, and young people are no different. So we heard from them that four in five said they'd been inspired by an image or video they'd seen online that made them want to make a positive difference. Um, it's so important that we harness that passion that young people have for changing the world and and kind of give them opportunities to to both kind of share content with each other that that helps to inspire each other but also then to to go on to do something as well so we asked them if they had actually shared an image for a positive reason and two and three overall said that they had um, teens were more likely to have done this The most common reason they said was to cheer up a friend, Um, but they're also sharing images to share interesting things with their communities and also to inspire others to do something positive. We also heard from many young people who were sharing images and videos to challenge stereotypes and to support targeted groups, uh, for example, LGBT young people or um, people of a certain race and religion. So they're actually using the power of image and video to stand up for what they believe in and to try and, and try and make things more positive. So, for example, this, this young girl had um, shared an image with her friend who was going through a difficult time. 
Um, and we see that a lot with kind of young people and I'm sure many of us as well, kind of especially photos of you together or having good times or perhaps something that made you laugh, a meme or a joke that you found or something that made you think of, of your friend. And that image sharing is really strengthening friendships. We also see uh, people, young people creating content to try and help inspire others to behave more positively. So this um, young girl from Yorkshire um, created a video and shared it on YouTube to try and help address the issue of bullying, um, trying to have that wider impact and wider change within her community and wider. Despite all these positives and the positive roles that images and videos can play in young people's lives, there are ways that Im our image-driven digital culture can magnify the pressures that young people face, particularly around their appearance and popularity. Um, for example, um, we, we spoke to young people about how they are kind of both changing their behaviours and kind of managing their own image and kind of almost self-censoring so that they're able to portray themselves in a way that um, makes reflects well on themselves and make themselves look good. So we asked young people how many selfies on average they take before posting one online and we found that they take 12 on average. Um, and you might think that girls would be taking a lot more than boys, but actually the gender difference isn't huge. So girls on average are taking 13 selfies, uh, where boys are taking 10 selfies before they post one online. Um, and I think we, so in the, the previous picture, I'm just gonna jump back. We, we asked young people to create photos that shared that process of taking a selfie and then looking at it and then editing it or changing it. And they kind of, it's kind of this ongoing process that they have of slight tweaks where they change their body position or perhaps change their hair a bit and kind of they're working towards a kind of perfect image in each time they uh, take another selfie. Um, we also asked young people um, how many likes they want on a photo before they feel happy. Um, and on average, they wanted 48 likes um, there weren't huge age and gender trends with this, but younger girls, eight, the 8 to 12-year-old group, were the most likely to want more likes than, than any other age group. And there's a real pressure with this. If they don't get enough likes, it's a kind of mark of their popularity and, and maybe even a reflection of how they looked in that photo or what it says about them. And uh, we found that a quarter of young people had deleted a photo if they hadn't had enough likes on it. Um, and I think these pressures are really leading young people to kind of try to get that perfect picture, really. And um, we wanted to find out about their use of filters. So platforms like Instagram and Snapchat have a lot of filters available. Some of them are really fun and silly and, in fact, probably the opposite of trying to make yourself look good. Um, so overall, one in four said they'd changed or edited a photo in the last day. Um, and that was among the younger and older ones, although teens were more likely to have done this. Uh, but we specifically wanted to understand whether they'd used it, those filters to make themselves look better. And we found that nearly half of eight to 17 year olds said they had used a filter to make themselves look better in the last year. And that rose to two thirds of teenage girls. So uh, many of you may have seen the kind of butterfly uh, 
filter that you can get on Snapchat, which um, kind of makes your eyes look bigger and slims your face and can sometimes make your skin paler as well. So it's it's having kind of changing the way young people look um, in ways that they think it, you know, it's will reflect better on them. But I think the exposure to all of these images that are being shared by their peers that are edited um, and also the images they're seeing from celebrities and others that they follow on platforms like Instagram, it can change how they feel about themselves and their kind of expectations of of appearance and attractiveness. Um, and that can have a real effect on young people's self-esteem. So over a third have felt sad about their appearance after seeing a particular image or photo. And that rises to half among teenage girls. And it's, it's so important that we give young people the critical thinking skills to be able to recognise that Im some images they, they come across online might be edited and to reflect on how that might affect their own self-esteem and their own kind of expectations of, of attractiveness. And also that we give them opportunities to celebrate their unique value aside from their value in terms of popularity and appearance and to help them celebrate um, their kind of their honest selves, their authentic selves, and give them a chance to feel like they can express themselves online rather than feeling confined by this kind of perfect image that they're trying to create. Um, so all this kind of, these edited images can lead to a distorted view of, of people's appearance. And it can also distort our views about the world as well. If we see images that have been edited or taken out of context, um, we, for this Safer Internet campaign, we also wanted to look at children's critical thinking. And we know that images and videos are being used in fake news and taken out, and taken out of context and shared on social media to make people believe uh, certain things about the world or to change our views. Um, we wanted to find a creative way of getting young people talking about this. So we ran a youth photo campaign for the day where we invited young people to create scenarios and take photos of them to show how easy it is to edit an image and how easily you can take something out of context. So this primary school in North London came up with this scenario where if you saw the edited cropped version, you would think that it was a conscientious student and a really good class of children do, doing their work. But if you zoomed out and saw the bigger picture, you'd realise that um, it was chaos. <laughs> so that was their kind of playful take on this. And it, and it really helped to highlight to young people, oh, actually, you can just crop an image and completely change what you think about that. And I think, you know, we see it in traditional news media, but we see it even more on social media and, and also images being used alongside an article that, that isn't even, that image isn't even from there. So in our education work, we teach young people about how to do things like reverse image search on Google. So if you see an image, check where it's from. Has it been used in other articles? Are there um, kind of, other, has it been edited down to from its original image? How is it how is it being used to try and influence what I believe about the world? What, what's the reason for that being used? Um, so in the research, we found that almost half are more likely to trust something has happened if they see an image or video of it. Um, in our education sessions, I've heard in your video about the kind of T TA presenting a list of headlines and um, one of them, and them actually all being fake headlines. We do a similar activity in our education workshops. And we present a series of articles to young people and ask them to pick which one they think is, is true. 
and one of them is about a polar bear that has now moved to Scotland and um, because of climate change. Uh, but they often pick that article out as a, as a potentially true one because it has a picture of a polar bear and it has a picture of a map. And so those the, the use of image for them made it seem more authentic. Um, and whereas actually, um, off, it's quite easy to just, you know, take any image and put it on an article. So I think building young people's awareness of this is really important. Um, we also found that 70% um, of young people recognise that images and videos can be misleading. But despite this, only 33% uh, said that they knew how to check whether an image or video was truthful. So we need to raise awareness among young people that sometimes they're not always truthful and might be used out of context, but then also give them the practical skills to be able to evaluate the content that they come across online. So underlying all of this is a need to build children's digital skills. So we need to ensure that young people are critical thinkers, able to check the content that they see online and to recognise how the contact they have with people, the content they see can influence their self-esteem, their attitudes, their behaviours, um, so that they're able to make informed choices online. Um, we also need to inspire young people to be kind communicators with a kind of developed socio-emotional skills for a digital world and also a kind of real pro-social behaviours where they actually want to make the internet a kind of place and they want to have supportive communities and, and respect for, for everyone online. We also need to help them be considered creators so they can make uh, informed and responsible decisions about sharing content, who, what they share, who they share it with, and thinking about how what they share can impact on other people as well. So if you're going to share a picture of you and all your friends and it's filtered and you look amazing, how will that make other people feel and what responsibility do, do they have to each other? We also need them to be helping hands, so looking out for each other and supporting each other. We know that young people are more likely to turn to each other about any worries they have online. So we need to make sure they know how to help each other, but also to reach out to trusted adults when they need to. And most importantly, we want them to be digital citizens, where they take an active role in creating a better internet and creating a better world, and they feel empowered to harness the positive opportunities of technology. Um, so just before I end, a few key takeaways. Um, obviously, images and videos are really important and it looks set to increase in importance with new trends like live streaming and virtual reality. We need to give young people the opportunities to use the power of image for good, showcase how images and videos can be used positively to change the world and, and give them ways of doing that. So, for example, we just had our film competition finalists event this week on Monday and we invite young people around the UK to create a short film to inspire their peers to use technology positively and the winners came down to the BFI on on Monday and had their films shown on the big screen but it was amazing to see the hugely creative responses that young people had come up with to respond to our theme and um, and the ways that we can use that kind of youth created content to inspire other young people and kind of create a culture of kindness online. We also need to equip young people with the key skills to be able to navigate the risks and pressures they face online, but also the skills to harness the opportunities as well. 
although this work is ongoing and will take place throughout the year, Safer Internet Day does provide a key calendar moment for us to shine a spotlight on these issues and, and raise awareness and empower families and children across the UK. Um, the next Safer Internet Day is in February next year, so we'd love for any of you to be involved with that. Um, collectively, we can achieve a huge impact on the day. Um, and I think that hopefully we're just pending confirmation, but the theme should be create, connect and share respect. So it's a real chance to, again, explore some of these themes and help showcase the positive of the internet, but also empower young people so they're um, making the most of it. Um, thank you very much. Anyway, I will be around afterwards if anyone has any questions or want to find out more about the research. I'd be happy to send you the full report that we have online. Thank you.